And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another special edition of the E-Town Lowdown COVID-19 pandemic. Today is Saturday, March 28th, 2020, and I have John Quigley, the President and CEO of the Elmhurst Chamber of Commerce and Industry on the line for a, for an update. How are you, John? Good, Rich. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to. Uh, we spoke with you last week and, and heard uh, some of what uh, the business community is going through as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. So do you have any updates you want to share well, sure. A lot's happened in the last week in terms of uh, financial assistance and relief programs. Uh, so just uh, yesterday, the federal government uh, was able to pass a $2.2 trillion uh, relief program. That includes $350 billion for the uh, U.S. Small Business Administration to administer low-interest loans to both small businesses and not-for-profits. Uh, so that's out there. In the state of Illinois, uh, the Illinois Treasurer's Office also made available millions of dollars in uh, small business and not-for-profit loans uh, that can be put into effect quicker than the federal program. And in addition, the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity uh, put in uh, $90 million uh, worth of loans, low-interest loans, but also, more importantly, some grants that business can, businesses can apply for. Uh, and the nice part about the small business and not-for-profit grants is when you get a grant, you don't have to repay that. Uh, where the SBA loans uh, out of the Fed, the, the Illinois Treasurer loans, and even the uh, Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity loans, those all have to be repaid. And frankly, Rich, they're offering like 3.75% on those low interest loans, normally that might be considered low interest, but the Federal Reserve Bank is now charging 0%, that's unheard of, for banks and other institutions to borrow money. And so the fact that 3.75% would be the offer on these loan programs uh, kind of infuriates me a little bit. I would think these loan programs should be as low as 1% or even less than well, that. Well, the interesting thing is uh, having a little inside information, uh, being a banker uh, in my other career, <laughs> um, you know, when you borrow money from the Fed at the discount window and, and, and pay nothing for it, it's a big red flag, and they don't generally encourage banks to borrow that uh, money unless they're in uh, in really tough liquidity straits. So it, it's a big deal to borrow it. But I, but I get what you're saying, that three uh, – in the threes isn't really all that low where where rates are right now. So as you see it out on the on the front line of the small business in Elmhurst, what businesses do you see that are being most affected by this? Well, there's a lot of different businesses being affected. So some businesses have had to shut down altogether. So if you're a hair salon, a nail salon, uh, massage therapy, in some cases, uh, there are still some medical um opportunities to stay open, uh, that you're providing medical care and that good. So that some have shut down altogether, sent their employees home. Uh, there are others uh, that are still trying to operate and do business online and uh, hand out on curbside. Uh, 
So order something online from them, and they will hand it to you as you drive up in front of their store. And then obviously the restaurants and bars, uh, some have completely shut down because they're not in a position to do uh, curbside pickup, walk-in, takeout, or delivery. Others have tried to adjust as best they can. Uh, so it's, it's all over the board in terms of uh, who's still up and running. And even if you're still up and running, Rich, you're probably just doing a fraction of the business you used to do. My wife and I uh, went out last night, being it was Friday, to, to grab some carryout. Went through downtown Elmhurst, and I was surprised at the number of folks that were picking up carryout. I know it's nowhere near the numbers that would be down there if the restaurants were full on a Friday night, but it is nice to see folks going out and trying to uh, patronize some of these local businesses. So have you have you noticed that too? Yes, I have. And uh, we've been marketing the restaurants and bars in coordination with the city of Elmhurst. We're also talking with the city about how we can market uh, retailers and other people who are still being able to do business online and have it uh, be picked up curbside, if no delivery. Uh, the city's got some signs out there. Um, there's not enough to put around every business to designate particular parking, but there should be no problem parking given how great a drop there is in business all over the place. So I've, I've uh, heard that uh, you've been involved in some meetings with some city staff as it relates to economic development. Can you give us any uh, feel for how those uh, meetings have been going and what you've accomplished? Yeah, we're, you know, it, it originally revolved around how do we market and promote the bars and restaurants to do curbside uh, walk-in, takeout, and delivery. Uh, how do we market them to the public? Uh, we've also now expanded to say, okay, there's other businesses still operating with curbside pickup. Uh, how do we get the word out about them so people continue to do that? Uh, so in some cases, uh, we've looked at programs uh, that some communities have done to uh, support uh, the food and beverage industry and get that support to end up feeding uh, people in the hospital, first responders, police, fire, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but those programs tend to be labor intensive by the organizations running them. And quite frankly, uh, our chamber doesn't have enough of a labor force. Uh, we've sent our interns home. They haven't in more than 10 days. Uh, my office manager is working a minimum number of hours. My director of member services is working remotely. Uh, and I'm working both remotely and going into the office. Uh, but there just isn't enough hours to be able to manage that kind of uh, support program. Sure, and I know you've got a great website at elmhurstchamber.org. Uh, I noticed you also had uh, released a video. Is that available on elmhurstchamber.org if you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes. Uh, I released a video of my second special president's message for March related to the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it re really has a couple key things in it. First and foremost, I expect Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker to extend uh, past the April 7 uh, deadline that he put in place with the stay-at-home executive order. I would expect that extension to be at least two weeks and probably through the end of April. So people got to get ready to hunker down and do what they need to do to survive this. Uh, the second thing is uh, the Fed chairman, uh, Jerome Powell, recently uh, noted that while we are at risk of a recession, uh, the important thing to remember here is that 
our economy is fundamentally sound. This is a recession or a potential recession like no other because it has to do with medical related issues and public policies that have been put in place that actually shut business down. And so the moment we get to the back end of that uh, pandemic curve and more things are gonna be able to be open uh, for business, you should see the economy start to recover on its own. There is a, uh, a great resource at, um, at Elmhurst.org to uh, Aaron Jason at the city of Elmhurst uh, has put a link to help businesses. And I, I think you're familiar with that link too, John, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I would encourage uh, businesses to, uh, to go there and, and look, look for some resources there as well as what's on your website. Any uh, parting words, John? Uh, I would tell, I would say to people that um, this is, these are hard times. They're different than our uh, great recession from 2017 to 2019. There it's different than the, you know, rich, uh, I went through the gas crisis in, and the economic downturn in the seventies. Uh, and it's still completely different from, from that because of it's medical and health related. Uh, but we will get to this. The important thing to remember is stay at home works. Uh, since I taped my president's message, maybe, maybe 24 hours ago, uh, we have seen a 50% increase in death in the United States from COVID-19 and a 30% increase in confirmed cases. That is a huge jump. We are now by far number one in the world in confirmed cases. And so, uh, as much as you can do that stay at home order and be well, be safe, uh, and still try and do as much business as you can, um, that will get us, that will lower that curve and get us quicker to the back end of that curve. Social distancing, it will work. John Quigley, President and CEO of the Elmer's Chamber of Commerce, we thank you. Stay safe and uh, hope to get an update from you next week. Thanks, Rich. As always, I appreciate the venue. Today is Sunday, March 29th, 2020, and we've got a special update as it relates to the COVID-19 pandemic. And I've got, as always, my good friend PK with me, and he's got a special guest. How are you, PK? Hey, Rick. Uh, good to talk to you this Sunday morning. Good talking to you, too. Hey, you know, um, so we've done a little work, and because we have an international audience, I uh, want to let everybody know we hired an international correspondent. Um, his, uh, he's actually a local boy that's now uh, living abroad uh, in Etlingen. Et he'll, he'll say it for us. But anyway, he's living in Germany. <laughs> and uh, he is going to help us out with uh, some views from abroad, uh, in this case, Germany. But uh, he's, he's from a, Elmhurst. He's a 79 uh, grad of IC, right? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Bill, is, Bill and I grew up together and... Um, he is now living in Germany, uh, just most recently moved there, but uh, spent most of his life here in the States, uh, all his life, really, except he's a worldwide traveler. So uh, he's got a great international perspective. And uh, Bill, you there? Guten Tag, friends. <laughs> Guten Tag. Wow. You've picked up another language. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I, I know about 10 words already. So I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. Yeah. All I know is fünf Bier bitte. So what's the uh, 
What's the pandemic look like over in your part of Germany, Bill? Well, you know, uh, what I do over here in Germany is I more or less manage an office in India, an office in uh, Germany, uh, manage the people in uh, France, and manage the people in the UK. So I got a pretty good European. Is that all the people or just the people that work with you? Those are, those are direct employees. Oh, okay. uh, and I thought uh, you were managing all the people in those countries. I, I'm, I'm managing uh, those people that are direct <laughs> employees. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I, I got to remember. I got to remember who I'm talking to. Yeah, so, you got some uh, old, old uh, childhood friend sarcasm. Yes, 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 yeah. So, uh, so those are, those are more or less uh, direct employees, employees that work for our company out of San Jose. And then I'm also in contact with uh, our partners that are in other countries in Europe as well as in Asia. And that's, this is certainly a big topic of conversation. So, so Bill, perhaps you could uh, uh, involve some other foreign correspondents for us. Well, I, I talked a lot with uh, a couple of people I've known for about 25 years in China. And uh, they, they have a quite a different uh, perspective on what's happening over there. And uh, it's a little hard for us to understand how the pandemic in China is basically disappearing. Um, I, I, I say they exported it to the West. But, do you, do you uh, believe I, that, uh, Bill, that it really is disappearing? Because I never believe what comes out of China. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough thing. Uh, you know, they have to still wear their masks when they go out. Uh, and as somebody said, they were comparing Italy, how Italy now has more deaths than China did and all that, uh, that Ch uh, China is less a, of a democracy than Italy. So they were a little more lax in rules and regulations in Italy than they had to be in China. So they kind of stifled the, uh, the outbreak and the, uh, they put a little more rules in effect quicker and had harsher uh, enforcement on them, which certainly helped. Um, but, but Bill, I, your, your business is in the manufacturing sector. Are the yeah. Chinese companies actually going back to work? They are back to work, as a matter of fact. And uh, actually just got a nice order from them. So things are, you know, they, they, they have an attitude of things are back. And I got okay. actually an email today from... Uh, a conference organizer over there that said they're going to have a conference in China in September. So, so as really, much as we're, as much yeah. as we're skeptical, um, yeah. there is some concrete, more or less concrete evidence yeah. that things are resuming back to normal. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, it, there's this world o meter website. I don't know if you've ever looked at it. But, but it, it tracks all the viruses in the countries and all that. And they also have a, a curve where they show, uh, they, they track the deaths and the cases. And, uh, you know, everything's, uh, the China is a normalized curve now. You can see the peak with the, the, the three sigma, and yeah. it's down now. And uh, you see the U.S. is still on the rise. Uh, Spain is, we, we have a, actually an investment in a company in Spain. Uh, it's horrible there too. And, uh, those are all on the rise, but Korea is another country. And I have some associates in Korea that, that I want to reach out to and find out what's going on over there because they flat, they flatten their, uh, cases and their deaths over there pretty much. And so, uh, 
it's it's uh, certainly uh, interesting. I, I don't know. You know, it's a it's a crazy thing for sure. So, how's life in Germany? Are you able to go out? Yeah, well, yesterday was really nice. We went bike riding. There's a uh, uh, a rule that they put in place. It used to be four people. Now they put a rule in place for three people, unless you're a family member, unless you're part of a family or living in the same household. That if you're gathered in a groups of three now and you're not related that you could get a fine up to 25,000 euros as well as prison time. So they're oh, putting wow. some, they're putting some serious, uh, you know, bite into the, what they want to do. Um, restaurants are, are closed except for takeout and, uh, uh, stores. They put in some distancing things at the counters and shields. I, I think I saw that Illinois was doing the same thing today, starting to put in those kind of, uh, regulations but um it's uh and and we are not forbidden to go to work so you can go to work but they want you to keep the uh social distancing in place of two and a half meters regardless of the industry yeah i mean uh uh bmw closed some of their facilities for some period of time um you know the car business is a tough business right now as some people are, um, are places well. like are places like barber shops and hairdressers open they were open until about a week and a half ago because they were under uh different laws because they were trades but now they're closed also oh well okay yeah, we, um, yeah. just give you a little information on our end uh-huh. as recently as wednesday uh, the playgrounds in uh, local parks were closed, but no signage was up and there were no no police tape or anything like that. And the residents mm-hmm. were kind of, you know, being trusted to not use the, the playgrounds. And apparently there was some nice weather about that time and the, they ended up the next day putting up signage and saying, hey, we're going to enforce this. So they weren't really enforcing things. They were just asking us to do it until about Thursday. So now they're starting to enforce that kind of thing. I don't know that they're finding people, but they're definitely confronting them. And I see the police cars driving through and around the parks, paying a lot of attention. And even the tennis courts are closed. Do they, I mean, I know in Bensonville, they put police tape all over all the equipment. Did they do that yet in Elmhurst? They did, but they didn't do that till Thursday. And I think Bensonville was ahead of the curve on that. Well, just a couple days, I think. Well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, two two weeks ago I played tennis at a. Uh, I joined. I was going to join the tennis club at Lingen, and I met some nice guys. And uh, I played a tennis match in a in a domed clay court, about a a ten minute walk from here. And uh, we had a beer afterwards. And they closed the tennis court. Uh, they closed the wow. tennis club after we played. So that was the uh, hey. first. Yeah, that was the first and last match. Bill, how's the June. play game? Good, actually. Not your yeah. uh, not your normal. Uh, game. No, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah. But it was it was fun. I know you've got an, another interview after this. Uh, any last thoughts uh, before you have to sign off our uh, podcast? Yeah, uh, we're we're every. I think everybody's forging ahead over here, and uh, you know they've closed our borders and stuff, and we're trying to uh, uh, see where this takes us, and hopefully things peak soon, and. Uh, I, I, that's, that's it from here, man. I uh, appreciate your, uh, <laughs> I appreciate
appreciate you patching me in here. And uh, signing off from where? Signing off from Ettlingen, Germany, which is uh, about 10 kilometers from the French border. That's 6.2 miles to you folks here in the United States. There you go. There you go. And uh, hopefully uh, we can maybe do some more correspondent uh, interviews with some of my uh, associates in China the next time we talk. So That sounds great. Thank you. Thank Good you. luck to you, fellas. Keep, keep safe there in Elmhurst. And now it's time for another edition of Clever Ken the Hardware Man, featuring Ken Ebel of Ebel's Haste Hardware at 1028 South York in Elmhurst. Julie Billman from Central Elmhurst writes, My lawnmower won't start, and that's a real problem. The grass is getting a bit longer. I let the dog out, and it got lost in the backyard. The mower is only five years old. It was smoking real bad and sounded like the Blue Man Group after a bender the last time I used it three months ago. I put fresh gas in it. What else might be the problem? All right, Julie. The most likely cause of a smoking lawnmower has to do with your oil. The oil could be too full. It could have, if you tilt the mower to the side, it could spill on the carburetor. It, you need, might need to change the oil. As far as it, the lawnmower running better, the biggest problem with lawnmowers or the most common problem with lawnmowers is bad gas. I know you said that you've recently put new gas into it, but gas only lasts about 30 days after you get it from a gas station, depending on how fresh it is from there. And small engines do not run well when that gas gets old. So I would try changing out the gas. I'm Clever Ken, the hardware man, helping you help yourself. This has been a special presentation of the E-Town Lowdown.